0: Uh, three Shilas. First of all, it's good to be back. It's been a while since we had this year. So, uh, welcome to a new semester, I guess. Um, uh, th- wow. Well, uh, three, three, uh, three Shilas that came up um, somewhat recently. You'll tell me which one or two you want to talk about. I got an email from a rabbi in Chile. Where's Chile? South America. <laughs> South America. Not in South Africa. Right. So, uh, the rabbi told me that there was a young man in, uh, in the community... Or not in the community, a young man, uh, not that 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 lives in Chile, who uh, was not Jewish and was very interested in um, in uh, thinking about the meaning of life and uh, religion, and he did a lot of research and he discovered the truth of Yiddishkeit. So he started to study and to learn, and he found a mentor, and ultimately he went to Israel and he went to yeshiva and he was megayer with a proper basin, a kosher basin. He was there for a couple of years, and then he came back home, and he's now living. Uh, With his mother in Chile, he doesn't have any money, he can't afford to buy his own house or rent his own apartment, and it's just him and his mom, who is not Jewish, in the the house. So he has two, two issues that he wanted to know about. Number one, he wanted to know about yichud. Is there an issue of yichud because he's no longer related to his mother? Uh, and number two, he wanted to know about bishalakum because he doesn't cook, she does. And uh, if there's any, if, there's, if if it's a problem, and if it is a problem, is there any way to get around the problem? Is there any eitzah that he could do? Too, because it's, uh, it's a real significant issue for him uh, to deal with the Bisholakim problem. Uh, my immediate reaction was, why, why not just turn on the fire in the morning? You know, that's what everyone with a non-Jewish housekeeper does, right? So why don't you, uh, why don't you just do that? So apparently he can't trust his mother. Um, he trusts her with Kashrus, I guess, but he doesn't trust her about that part of it because uh, apparently it's happened a few times that he's caught her... Shutting her off and turning it back up. like She just doesn't take it seriously. I don't know why he's okay trusting her with Kashmir. So I didn't ask that much. But, uh, but that, is issue, that is question number one. Shiloh number two. I got a phone call from an anonymous person. I mean, to me he's anonymous. I'm sure someone knows who he is. But I, I got a phone call from uh, a fellow who is uh, in his early 30s. And he is divorced. And he's been, uh, he's been divorced for a while. So he's been trying to date for many years already, trying to uh, find the right woman to marry. And it's been geferlich, very, very difficult. Uh, The dating scene has not been very uh, good for him, and it's been very hard to find someone he could relate to. And he finally started dating someone recently who he's really connecting with, and he thinks that there might be some potential. Um, She, too, is divorced. And uh, she started opening up to him recently that she was in, uh, her marriage lasted something like three months or four months or something. It was a very, very short marriage. And that her husband was extremely abusive and uh, put her through some very, very terrible yisurin. So much so that the psychological impact of it is such that it's still affecting her a great deal. And uh, she's been in therapy for years. And she um, she said that one of the things is that, that 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 and this is apparently fairly common with abuse victims that she's going to have a very difficult time with trust to trust anybody enough to agree to marry them um, without first experiencing some sort of of touch that is non threatening. And non sexual, you know, the safety of touch is, I believe, how the therapist uh, phrased it. And her therapist told her that that's, you know, the standard, um, you know, that's the standard therapy for someone in this, uh, in this situation. That before, so before you get married, just hold hands, uh, you know, have a few hugs, uh, so that you'll have uh, safe touching that will be, uh, that will get her comfortable to the point of getting married. So the guy is a pretty firm guy. He's like, uh, what do I do with that? Like, uh, she she won't get married without without that because she can't she can't get past that mental that mental block. So uh, so what do, what do we do about that situation? So that is shaila number two. So shaila number three um, is I got a shaila from the guy who edits uh, my sperm my, my sefer. Um, it sent me that he was uh, davening in a davening uh, mincha in a shul, and the Baltfila the, bal the shliach Sibur was a bar mitzvah boy, a freshly minted bar mitzvah boy, so not the most experienced shliach Sibur. And after Kedusha, um, the bar mitzvah boy, the shliach Sibur knew that he was supposed to skip out to kadosh, because it was Nusach Hashanah, so he read the darvadar, right? So he said, Akel kadosh but he also skipped out to chonin. He, right? He, he went straight to Ashi ben. I don't know if the pagination was such that Kedush was on the bottom of the page, so he just picked up on the top of the next page. He skipped out to Chonin. And how many people notice when they're listening to Chazar HaShad if someone skips out to Chonin? One. one. The one guy who's in the middle of Shmon Aspre. Right? The one guy who's in the middle of Shmon Aspre. He's the only one that noticed. Which tells you that nobody's doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? <laughs> <laughs> Because the one guy in the middle Shmanesra should be focusing on this No no, in, in, in his defense he paused to hear Kedusha. So obviously he noticed because he was he was paying attention, but everybody else didn't notice. So the only guy that noticed is someone in the middle of Shmanasray. What do you do? You're that guy, it's a middle of Shmanasray, and you're the only one that noticed skipped out to do you, do you say new at the in middle of Yerushalayim? Right? He said he he didn't even have a sitter. He couldn't even like start like making noise with the sitter and pointing to you know like he didn't have. So what, what do you do in that uh, in that situation? Okay, good. So these are our three shilos. Number one, the ger from Chile with the Yichud and the Bishalakum. Number two, the uh, nurturing touch for the uh, Nebuch the lady. Uh, the young lady that, uh, that was abused. And number three, the fellow davening and what to do in the middle of tefillah with atahone. The first two. Number three, two. 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 three. Two. three. Two. Two. two, okay. All right, we'll start with number two. I think I... I the, it, the reason that... Uh, obviously it's an intriguing question, but um, the reason I'm bringing it up is I, I actually... Uh, a couple of years ago, I had a very similar shayla. Very, very similar Shaila. I think we even discussed it in this year from one of these from the rabbi's desk, Shurim. I had a Shaila with a, a, a case of a, um, what was the exact case? Also, it was a girl who was abused as a child, Nabuch, was abused as a child, and also was having a very, very difficult time imagining being able to have a relationship with a man. Meaning, in, in that case, it was not a situation where she already had a relationship with a man and was uh, you know, trying to get pet, but she couldn't imagine being able to have a relationship with a man that she, uh, that she could trust, and the therapist in that situation also recommended. This, uh, this kind of thing. Um, so, uh, so when I first heard it then, I said, this is ridiculous. I mean, therapists are just shooting from the hip, coming up with, uh, you know, things that aren't, uh, you know... Uh, you could suggest things, maybe this will work, maybe that will work, maybe that, you know, but like, but apparently, after speaking to some from therapists, and getting the shayla more than once, and I spoke to uh, another Rav today who told me he also got a similar shayla, apparently it's, it's pretty standard practice in, uh, in in the mental health community for these kinds of situations, that halacha aside, this is what's, uh, this is what's recommended, this is what they, they recommend to do. So, w- what are the issues over here? Nagia. obviously, is the issue. It's Nagia but um, So, uh, uh, what's, what's the counter argument? Uh, that's Asr, right? We know Nagia is Asr. So, what's the counter argument? Uh, so, is it not Derechiba, maybe? No, it is But And it's in order to facilitate a very important and great mitzvah of Puravu, and their own well-being, their own emotional well-being, both for him and for her, right? So there's a tremendous Shasad Chak over here. So that certainly colors any situation. You always have to keep in mind the the level of Shasad Chak. Good. Any of Gilya rice is v'Al Yaver. I don't care how big of a Shas and it is. Uh, if you have to die rather than commit the avera, so I don't care. You know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter, right? The Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us the uh, fellow who was uh, I get what? I get right, who was uh, lovesick with this woman, and he went to the physician. He was ill, and the doctor uh, diagnosed him with lovesick and uh, said, "Oh, what you need to do is you need to have beer with that woman." Uh, that's your medication, you wrote him a prescription, you know, uh, be with that woman. And uh, the fellow uh, um, asked the rabbis, you know, is this okay? They're like, no. So uh, he went back to the doctor, the doctor wrote him a new prescription, all you need to do is... Anyway, ultimately, all you need to do is talk to her, is talk to her. mistama uh, means talk to her in a lewd kind of way. That doesn't mean like, uh, hey, what time is it? You know, like that, that kind of talk. Probably in a more lewd kind of way. And even that, even that is Yahari That's Yavr. That's Abizrayim Degilayaraya. So one would imagine that negia Bederech Chiba, negia Taiva, would also be Abizrayim Degilayaraya. So it uh, could be that the, their lives are going to be miserable. World and they're not going to be able to get married. And certainly for, uh, for this girl, if, if, if no one's willing to help her through this, maybe uh, she, she, she's going to have to figure something else out. And it's going to be very, very challenging. And for the guy, it's somewhat challenging too, because he's going to have to start from scratch and find someone else. Um, but is yeah, What are you going to do about it? So let's discuss the issue of here a little bit. First of all, Nikiya B'darachiba, Daraiser Drabbanan, Machlaguz Rishonim, Ramam Ramban. Good. The Raman writes: Some in in Isuribia Derech Avdalit, some is Mechabik or um, Menashek Derech Taiva, and none Basra is a lawk of It's Malkus Mida or Raisa. Right, it's not Khiv Misa, it's Malkus Midaraisa, Losimidoraisa. Uh the Ramban in, uh, in 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 Shinnun Gimel in the Sefra mitzvahs has a long hasaga on that Rambam. He says, No way, it's only in Isr Mid it's not in Is midaraisa. In Rav Yosef Engel Sefer, where he lists uh, all the cases of siag Raisa, he says, uh, you know, I wonder if there's such a thing. We always think of Syag, the idea of a fence around the mitzvah is something that the Rabbanan do. The rabbans don't want you to violate uh, bas so they made a din that you're not even allowed to eat them when they're not cooked together. They made a din you're not allowed to eat them even consecutively. You're not allowed to even eat chicken and milk, right? A siyag is a siag that the Rabbanan make around the Torah. So Joseph Engel says, I wonder, does the Torah ever make a fence around its own dinim? Is there ever a din daraisa that's there to protect another din daraisa? So he says, I could think of nineteen examples. So he gives uh, nineteen examples of uh, of potential. Raisa. One of the examples of is this. If you hold like the Shitas Harambam, that Nikiya is an why is it an Isadarisa? Because it's going to lead to bia, so that's a, it's it's a siag midaraisa. The ramban would say no, it's a siag midrabbanan. It's a regular siag. It's something that the rabbanan made not a din, not a din raisa. I once saw in the sefer kedoshim to you they quote from rav cook from rav neria b'shem rav cook that rav cook said that uh, he must have had riots to this I guess that if if it's a consistent. Touching, so something that's done that the relationship is 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 uh, one where uh, you know as uh, as as people sometimes say not shomer, which means like uh, you know like it's not that they'll just consistently touch that that even the ramban would agree is an Raisa. I don't know what the riot to that is, but that's that's what uh, that's what he suggested. But either way, luchora doesn't make a difference. Meaning either way, it's an abzray gila rais luchora should be yahari right? So this should be something that should not be uh, permitted. So the the, uh, one one avenue to start exploring is, are we so sure that this is called Derechiba? Meaning, what's the definition of Derechiba? How do you define what's a touch, a a tap on the shoulder? Hey you, uh, look over there. Is that Nagiyah B'derechiba? Probably not. Is a punch in the face, Nagiyah B'derechiba? A woman comes and slaps you in the face. Do you say, ah, Nagiyah! <laughs> right, so no, probably that's not called uh, biderkiba. Bide- 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 what? Is the, isn't there a lot of sheeps? ah? So what about a handshake? So a handshake is a major machlokas. The stipler has a whole bunch of letters in carrying the people ask him about shaking a woman's hand, he says Yehari valyava. It's it's <laughs> der- <laughs> der- It's absolutely us sure. uh, Right, of course. Um, the uh, and many many of the, uh, the, the of the of Yisrael held that way. Uh, on the other hand. Mori um, Vorabi Rav Shachter, and Rav certainly and they say even though Rav Moshe doesn't write Luchumer <laughs> and the tshuva, but uh, anyone who ever asked him, the Shaila will tell you that lemaisa, what he was asking for people was that you could shake a woman's hand for a job interview or something like that. Because he held that it's not really uh, derechiba. Rav Salait certainly held that way. Rav Shechter certainly holds that way that it's uh, that it's it's not called uh, derech taiva, meaning it's not something that you would do as a uh, you know to fulfill a taiva. I guess the way to be magdir it would be. Is that something that you would expect as part of an intimate relationship? Do you see you see a man and a woman shaking hands? You are like, oh, they must be an item, you know. You know, probably not. Or uh, right, that's 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 not the way uh, the way the way it works. It is handshake is very clearly a like professional kind of uh, of, of 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 touch, not a derech uh, taiva. And probably what it boils down to is how do you, do, you, do you define derech leiva as? An expression of some positive relationship, or do you find it as define it as derach taiva that it relates to taiva? So if it's just an expression of some sort of positive relationship, it's not a slap in the face. It is, it is a handshake. So a handshake is a very cordial, nice thing uh, to do. So if that's the case, then that would be derechiba. But if you define it as derach taiva, which is the of the Rambam, so it's hard to imagine that a handshake would be called derech taiva. Of course, of course, it should go without, you know, we we should always remember that if you're the kind of person that knows that it's going to cause hirurim and taiva, so then it is derech taiva. Meaning, if uh, if it's going to mean nothing to you, you know, there's some uh, totally unattractive uh, you know, I don't know, eighty-year-old woman that you have to meet that wants to shake your hand. There's not going to be any taiva, so good. So it's not derech taiva. So that would be perfectly uh, permissible, um, at least according to, to, to the poskim uh, that to, to Rav Shachter. Rav Shekhter told the story. I don't know where he saw it. The Rav Shimon Shkup, I think. The Rav Shimon Shkup had a granddaughter. but Rav Shimon was living here, Rav Shimon lived in America for for a couple of years. He was uh, giving shir and YU. Uh, for a couple of years, I don't know if it was Wayu yet, it was Rabbein Yitzhak al at the, at the time, but uh, uh, he was giving share there for a couple of years because I think he came to America to raise money for his yeshiva, and uh, Dr. Revel, of Levracha, said to him, how much do you think you're going to raise while you're here? And he said a number. So he said the yeshiva will pay you that to say shir here for the next year. So you don't have to go schlepping around raising money. You can say shir in the in the yeshiva. So he did. So he that, I think that's the story that they say. So anyway, he, he had a granddaughter who was uh, communist or something and was not religious at all. And uh, Shimon's uh, granddaughter came with one of her friends to his to his house once, and uh, the friend sticks out her hand you know, to meet the rabbi, she meets the rabbi, she had no idea, nothing, she sticks out her hand. So Rav Shimon shook her hand, and Rav uh, the, uh, the, Shimon commented to his granddaughter afterwards, even though she doesn't even know enough to know that you're not supposed to, you know, stick out your hand to shake a rabbi's hand, but I know enough that you're not supposed to embarrass someone publicly, and if they stick out of your hand, you shouldn't make them feel bad. That uh, that, it's, uh, that That's also a concern, not to humiliate someone. A- anyway, um, on the other hand, what kind of Nikiya is definitely not Bidarachiba that all the posts come make make makolith? Like, subway. what would the stipend tell you? A man is allowed to touch a woman. When? Subway. A doctor. What did you say? Subway. Subway. Not, uh, uh, Ramesha. Ramesha has a truth about a subway. If you bump into someone on the subway, that's not called Nikiya Bidarachiba. That's motor. Um, the, a, a doctor, a physician uh, treating a patient, we assume is not called Bidarachiba. Ooh, so what's this? Is this? This is the patient's treatment right no, ah uh, come on he's not a doctor and that's not treating a patient that's showing love because that's the treatment is to show love so the very definition of, i mean it's it's a hard sell to say that a hug is not tarhiba there. not tarhiba there, still a hard sell because very often you see a uh, man and women woman embrace you would say oh there's something going on over there right if a man and woman are embraced it's not like a handshake where it's not derech taiva bichlal. you would imagine that that is called derech taiva so you know with, 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 with all the considerations uh, the mitzvah rabba of puravu um, you know pikuach nefesh of an abuse victim uh, with all those considerations it's very hard to be make over here so w- w- what are our options then Okay, assuming this is called Derech Teyveh, yeah? You can If she goes to the mitra, then she won't be a Ah, so one option is, send her to the mitzvah, Right? Mm-hmm. Then she won't be a nida. What will the Yisra be? I'm going to the going Where's the Rabbah, Right? Having a therapist or a Shomer there doing anything, or no? Meaning you know, where it's in a very clinical us, kind of mean, setting. Key, like, well, this is us doing for treatment. So I would say, if you can find a posek who will allow her to go to the mikvah, then you should still do that, right? Now, here's... One second. Go to the mikvah. Let's, let's discuss this for a second. Uh, single girls can't go to the mikvah. We don't allow it. Why don't we allow it? I mean, the level of precepts that that would lead to is uh, beyond imagination. I do know of one who was actually asked by an, an actual... Prostitute, whether uh, a Jewish prostitute, whether she should go to the mikvah, a, a very major posek was asked the Shaila such a from a prostitute. <laughs> the posek posek is married, but okay. the uh, <laughs> but su- su- such a from a prostitute that she's asking Shailas like this. So she asked if she should go to the mikvah, and he said, yeah. He said, put on a shaitl and uh, whatever, and they'll think you're married and go to the mikvah, because for you, it's definitely better to go to the mikvah than not to go to the mikvah, so that it's not an nissachar race each time, but, uh, but obviously the mikvah can't allow you to go if they know that you're single, right? So uh, just don't tell them. But they, they, absolutely, as a public policy, we can't, uh, we can't allow it. That's not a standard story, you know? It's not a standard shayla, it's not a standard tshuva, nothing is standard about that, uh, that story. So, uh, so, can you can you tell, the, but maybe in this case, we should talk and tell the woman to go to the mikvah. You know, if uh, Kala, goes to, to the mikve, Kala goes to the mikveh, Kala goes to the mikvah before the wedding, right? Is there an isr for the Chassan and Kala to touch each other on the wedding day after she's already gone to the mikvah, but before they're married? Is there any isr b'davah? So, many poskim will say yes. Rav Schechter and Rabbi Uleg both hold no, that there's no isr b'davah. What's the isr? What's, so what? Oh, wait a second. So what's the Yisr? What's the Yisr of Stama? Single girl goes to the Mikvah. So the Yisr is going to be all the Hirhurim and the Taivas that he's going to have as a result of that interaction. The Sosuru Achrei Enechem. So it's going to be, uh, that's, that's the real iser But if they're getting married that day and uh, it's going to be a Bias Mitzvah that night, so then there's no real iser So others point to the Tosefta. You know, the Tosefta says, Kaloblo Bracha, Asuru l'bayla kinida. That akala, before you have the brachas under the Chubbaz, asuru l'bayla kinida. And by anida there's Nisr, there's Nisr Nagiyah, of course. Right? So Rav Shekht points out, it doesn't mean kinida. There's no Nisr Hushata, there's no Nisr, all the halachas that you have by anida. There's no Nisr of Nagiyah, shalom b'derechiba. See, by ishto nida, there's Nisr even of Nisr of Nagiyah, if you, when your wife's in need, you're not even allowed to tap her on the shoulder. She's not even allowed to smack you in the face, right? There's nisr nageev and shelo Khiba, right? So, uh, but but by by, uh, I'm not saying that it's normal for a woman to be smacking you in the face. If if, if that's happening in your marriage, you should probably get some help. But the uh, and and obviously it's very abnormal and very uh, troubling if it goes the other way. But the 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 but but I'm just trying to give an example and to get something that's clearly shalom b'daruchiva. So uh, you're going on the subway, let's use that as an example, better example. Uh, you're going on the subway together, so you're on a crowded subway, so. You, you could either mush up against, uh, against your wife or against some other random strange woman who you never met. So, which is the better one to mush up against? So, you would think your wife, right? No, she's a Nida. Better go the other way because that's chiva with not which Ishtonida, which is Mutter. With Ishtonida, it's Asr it's chiva. So, uh, you, you would think. You would assume that woman next to you, the stranger, not no, no, even if she is a nida. But it's not ishtonita It's not your wife. And uh, therefore, it's... Uh, so you don't have a hetry yichud. We have a lot of chumras with your wife when she's a nida that you don't have with any other woman. You're not allowed to pass things to your wife when she's nida. There's a nida. There's a whole bunch of halakhs. Not allowed to sit at a table without some sort of hacker with just the two of you. There are a lot of halachas that only apply to ishtonita nida. Um, so the problem over here is that even if, if, if she were to go to the mikvah, that might solve the problem mitzi, duh. Oh, by the way, chas and kala, the issue comes up of taking touching pictures before the wedding. So the, a lot of times, chas uh, and kala don't want there to be a long wait uh, in between the chuppah and the first dance so they want to streamline the process so they take as many pictures as they can before the wedding right? especially a weeknight wedding it starts late it ends late so they want it to move more quickly so can they take the touching pictures before the wedding so Rav yes because they're allowed to touch before before the wedding Rabbi Willig says no way you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't do that and, uh, uh, but yes uh, I said recommended? no of course not recommended but uh, strictly speaking Technically, uh, technically permissible. That, uh, that day? Yeah, that day. To see each other? There's no no such issue. That's a psychological thing that people uh, do. They, they don't see each other, but there's no uh, there's no nothing in halacha like that. Um, they say it's some dumb or whatever. That's not really it's not really a thing. So so sending her to the mikvah may solve her problem. Doesn't solve his problem. It's not going to make a mutter for him to uh, to to touch her. So maybe I don't know, find a guy or something like that, someone else I meaning if she doesn't need to be hugged by him, she just needs to be hugged by somebody, uh, by some man. So maybe a non Jewish therapist or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, I don't but think, I don't think it'll accomplish the same thing. What? I not like it won't accomplish the same thing. thing. Yeah, I'm the himself, yeah, Right, it's yeah, I thing. would th- well in the shadow I was asked two years ago, there was no guy. It was gonna be the therapist that was gonna that was gonna mm. give her the hugs, which seems like every red flag imaginable. That, you know, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, but I, I don't know. Um, now, uh, I asked her Sachs would, what he thought, and he said, uh, "Find a, a from therapist who's sensitive." That's, that was my first reaction. Also, is find a from therapist who's sensitive to our religious needs. It happens to be the woman's a little more modern than the guy so like to the woman, it she doesn't think it's such a big deal um, because she's not as committed to. I guess, uh, you know, Halacha as he is. Um, but, you know, find a from therapist who understands the needs, get an older Rav involved who can maybe reassure her or whatever, and, and find something else that might work. I remember two years ago when we spoke to Rav Asher Weiss about this, he, he wasn't convinced that this was the only way to help the person. He said, you know, it's very hard. With like with physical illnesses, you could prescribe medication that's proven in trials and placebos and whatever, and you see what works. With 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 when you're dealing with emotional issues, with mental issues, it's much more difficult because the, you know our brains are so much more complex than any other part of our of, of our bodies, and it's not so clear and obvious that that is a therapy that A will work and that B is the only one that 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 will work. Maybe there's some other avenue. To explore. Both Rabbi Willig and Rabbi Shechter were adamantly opposed to any sort of kulas in, in this Shaila, in this in this particular case. Adamantly opposed. So I asked uh, I asked Rabbi Shai Shechter to please call Ravasha Weiss for me and see what uh, what he has to say about this Shaila with this guy and this girl. Because if there's anyone that's going to have a kul. I remember a number of years ago, Ravasha Weiss uh, spoke in Rabbi Neuberger's school and it was a huge scandal because he said something along the lines of um, it was on Shabbos, so it wasn't recorded. That when a woman is in labor and she 's freaking out and she needs to be calmed calmed down, even though she 's ready anida when she 's in labor blow down right so she 's ready needed, uh the husband could hold her hand to calm her down, uh which was you know. No posik in the world holds that it's uh, it's negia b'derech with ishto nida. You know, uh, absolutely forbidden. So he, he said afterwards, no. What he meant is if it's getting to the point where she's 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 freaking out to the point to be koach nefesh, where it's really uh, you know that he thought it's uh, you know just like Beis Yosef and holds that uh, even though he quotes Shitos and Rishonim that a, a man's not a woman's not to take her husband's blood pressure when she's in nida. Um, but uh, we paskin that pikuach nefesh that you're allowed to, that certain medical uh, things you're allowed to do. So if that's what she needs at that time. So I was thinking maybe if Rav Asher holds that, maybe he would hold this, maybe a holding hand or something like that, but I don't know. I can't, certainly can't speak for him. Two years ago, he was not hearing it, so uh, I, I don't know. Uh, chances are it's going to be very, very hard to find the posik that's going to be makele on this issue, and uh, much more likely... Uh, they're going to need to find a therapist who's going to have to come up with some other approach to uh, to dealing uh, to dealing with this problem. Okay, so that was actually, what time is it? We have time. Yeah, we have time for one more. So which one? One or three? The one about. One, three, three, four, one, one, four, three, five, one, three, one, three. one. All right, let's we'll start with one, one. One. Okay, the boy from Chile. In what? Yeah, yeah, it's a public policy issue. So even, even for that case, there wasn't any no, because it doesn't help. Meaning, if going to the mikvah would help her, so then maybe yeah. But it's, it, it will help her, but it's not going to help him, because he's still going to have a violation of los suroach rei nechem. I imagine what his shirhurim are going to be like if he's uh, hugging and holding hands with this girl that he's in love with that he wants to marry. Like it's, uh, and then they not going to get married for another three months. Like it's, it's not going to. It's 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 not not gonna help his issue. So that's that's gonna be I mean it will help him a little bit, he's not gonna be a violation of the Gebedar Chiba with uh, Nida. But the Los <laughs> well the Enechem is not gonna be uh, right? Um so okay. Uh now, uh a the the boy from Chile. So Yichud is a out of Yichud with his own mother? His non Jewish mother, what are you them? No. What? It shouldn't be an issue, but are you allowed to have yichud with people that you stand, don't have a taifa for, but are not related to you? Oh, yeah, an old lady. You allowed to have yichud with an old lady? No. no. right? So why is this different? You're not related to her, halachically. Gemara Nyevama says, He's like a brand new person. He's not related to her anymore. So would there be a issue yichud? So on the one hand, you would say, yeah, there should be a issue yichud. And in fact, I found Rav Ravnasan Gesthetner in his <laughs> Chuvas Lahoros Nasan, Chilag Zain Simon Pe Zain, holds that there is an Israihud with a Ger in his own mother. Unbelievable. <laughs> he says, uh, you know, Gmari Vam Sadihas, <clears> Gernose Achosuminatarah, a gera on a Darais level is even allowed to marry his own sister, who has a type for their sister. Uh, but once they're not related anymore, so then you treat them like they're not related anymore. The only reason Midr-Abbana, Nagar's not allowed to marry his own sister, if even if they're both Magyar, is because you're going to say that he was that he used to be, when he was a guy, he was not allowed to marry his sister, and now that he's a Jew, all of a sudden he's allowed to marry his sister. That's the only reason it's us, midr But Midaray abbana says, I'll bring you a Raya. I'll bring you a Raya that even in relationships where the the, uh, the, the, the uh, natural relationship is such that there wouldn't be a taiva, that it would, this Yishu Yichud would still apply. Gemara Sanhedrin Dav tells us, on a dor Raisa level, what kind of Yichud is Asr? Yichud with Arayos is Asr. Arayos means an Eshes Ish, probably a Nida, Yichud um, with, uh, with Arayos, the people who are who are, uh, very strict Yisurim in the Torah. What about Yichud with a single girl? Stam, you're dating, and uh, you want to go into a room alone with uh, with a single girl. So that was Bezdino Shel, David HaMelech was Gozer. It's in San it's also in Avodah we'll get to Tzudan daf. that Bezdino Shel David was Gozer and Yichud and Plu-Yer. Why? What motivated David to come up with that? Gzerah? Mm-hmm because of the story with Amnon and Tamar, that Amnon wanted to be with Tamar, and uh, David said, if such a thing could happen to Tamar, who's a tzadek, esera. so then uh, we have to make we have to make a gzera. Now, the, 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 if you look at the, the story in the Navi, so Amnon tells Tamar what his uh, intentions are. She says, just ask David, he'll let me marry you. You just ask, he'll, he'll let me marry you. Well, they're brother and sister. Why would he let... Why would, he, why would he let them marry each other? Brother and sister marry each other. So apparently, uh, the, the, be, because Tamar's mother was a Yafas Tawar, at the time she was born, her mother hadn't converted yet. So she was not really halachically related to Amnon, even though they were naturally related. They shared a father, but they were not halachically related. And yet they would have been allowed to get married. And that was the basis of David's Gzair So it has to apply to that kind of relationship. Because he made made an Israel Yichud for a relationship that on a natural level there should be no taiva, but on a halachic level they're not related to each other. That's from Nassim Geshtetner's Raya. It's a machlok as we've shown him actually, but yeah, it would be at most half. It tells they weren't brothers and sisters at all that really by the time the Yifas Torah, Tamar's mother, Uh, by the time David found her she was already pregnant with Tamar and it's only called the daughter of David because David raised her that would obviously throw the whole raya out although the blessing says yeah it throws the raya out but Tosos would still agree with me in principle whatever but uh, that's that's his his argument Um, who's Mekel? everybody else Rav uh, Moshe in Chuva uh, Negrosmosha, Ev Dalit, in the Sefer Torah, Seyichel quotes Rav Yashiv also that they're makel based on the fact that a natural relationship uh, of a mother and child. There's no taiva and yichud is based on natural relationships. How do I know this? So they both point out. Rav Luyash both point out. What is it? How do I know the issue of yichud at all? The Pasuk says ki yisiska ben The Gemara is at the end of the kiddushin. At the end of the of ben aim mesis ben av We're talking about a mesis. What's a masis? Someone who encourages you to go do avodah zarah. So it talks about, okay, if someone comes, and is meises you, tries to get you to do it, but it doesn't just say someone. He says, achicha your brother comes. Which brother? Benimecha, the one that you share a mother with. So the says, what a strange way of saying that. What, a could be anybody. Okay, so I understand, you want to tell me it could even be someone close to you, so be on guard. But why would you describe it as benimecha, not benavicha? ben ben av So Gemara says no that uh, ben could be but you can't be It puts the word ben emo together. Ben aim to show that those two are allowed to be together. Nothing to do with Mesis. Totally different alacha that they're allowed to be together alone in a room that there's no Isra with a son and a mother. But every other Arayos, there's an yichud. So says Ramash of Rav Yashiv, every other Arayos? What about a father and a daughter? Is there an issue of No. Why not? Because it's the same relationship as a ben the aim. Meaning, you want to make the argument that only ben and aim, when it's halachically ben and aim, then it should really be only what the Pasuk says, ben and aim. Now, obviously, ben and aim is megala on a type of relationship. Say these poskim The type of relationship is a relationship that doesn't have taiva. And that's why, by the way, are you allowed to have Yichav with your sister? Are you allowed to have with your sister? Temporarily. temporarily. right? as long as you don't live together. As long as you and your sister don't rent an apartment and live together, but feels. But temporarily, your parents go out and it's just you and your sister at home, and they're not coming back for three hours, that's fine. You're allowed to yichud with your sister. I she's not your mother. Ben Mecha. No, but there, there's less Taiva. Now, why is it that it's a modified is yichud? Shouldn't it be zero is yichud? So Moshe points out the Gemara tells us that when the Chacham was Gemara Numa, when the Chacham wanted to uh, when they when they davened to destroy the Eitz of Avod because it was such an overwhelming Avod they then decided they wanted to daven to destroy the Eitz of. Arayos, right? And then what happened? They were able to lock it up for a short time. And what happened? No chicken laid an egg, and all the, like, the whole world stopped, uh, stopped running because you need a Yitzhara for arrayos. So instead, they were able to knock out a tie of the Yitzhara, whatever that means. So the Gemara says, what does that mean? It means that the Yitzhara for, for, uh, for, for Arayos, for, the, for relatives, has been muted. But apparently, says Ramayisha, Yitzhara for a mother never existed. That never existed from Bria Sa'olam. No one ever had Yetzarah for her parents. But Yetzarah for her sister used to exist, till they were successful in muting that Yetzarahara. So, because of that, because that, that was not built into the Bria, that only came later, so that's why there's a modified Isra Yichud for a sister. So says uh, Rav Moshe. But it's all about whether there is a Yetzarahara or uh or, or not a Um that's why we allow grandparents there's always no serve with grandparents uh the ramban in parshas Bayera says that the bnos lot didn't want to ask their father to marry them because that's disgusting and everyone's going to say that that's terrible and even the muslim didn't do that because it's understood that as a natural relationship that's something that they, uh, that they don't do. Now, even though the B'no Slot, Moshe points out, did a great mitzvah, and the older one was Zokhatav Rus, and David descend from her because she did this great mitzvah, and Shekh Dima Laila Achas Kadmasa Arba Doros Lamalchus because she slept with her father one night earlier, she was able to have four generations earlier to Malchus, all these wonderful things, but what did she choose to name the kid? Moab! The, the kid itself is named after the fact that it was from the father. And for that Chazal ambassador, her, they, they destroy her for that. Because that's disgusting. It's naturally disgusting. So says Rav Moshe, you see from there, it's naturally disgusting. It's not something that has anything to do with halakhic relationship. Uh, Rav Moshe proves from the Gemara Sanhedrin, Umar Sanhedrin says about someone who's and the mother says you get any from the very place that you came from and his response is I'm not doing it because I have any tayva. I'm I'm doing it so you see, everyone agreed in that argument that there's no anna, that there's no there's no taiva, there's no anna, it's, it's not a normal uh, taiva. So it seemed that the issu yukud we could rely on, you know, every post except for Nelson and rules who holds that there is no issuchud with the mother. Good. So we're good with the isu yukud. What about bishilakum? So bishalakum is much trickier. Because you know, there are Rishonim that are make what's the, the the reason for bishalakum is chasnos. So oh are you gonna marry your mother? you're not gonna marry yeah, but they, uh, you know there are a lot of people that you're never going to end up marrying that there's still an issuer of Bishalakum. I mean, it's a low plug. Now there is a day that's quoted in Shulchan Aruch. We don't pass on like but there is a day in Shulchan Aruch that a shivcha be'beis of shall Yisrael. That if you have a shivcha working in your house, that that would uh, not be subject to the issuer of uh, of Bishalakum. It's machlokas. Uh, Machlok is why, what the svara is. Either the svara is that since you own her, and you know, she's, because we're talking about shivcha, like the kind that you own, not the kind that you hire, right? So, since you own her, and you have a, like on Shabbos, if she does mulach, it's your problem. You have shvisas veima and shvisas avdo vishivcha, you have a requirement, right? So, it's Kiyad it's, bailin. It's that it's considered like she's just an extension of you. Others say no. The reason is because it's not going to lead to chasnas because she's not doing it in any way to show any sort of affection. She's doing it because she has no choice because that's what she has to do. That's her. That's the terms of her, uh, you know, of her living there. Is that's what she has to do. In in any case, that's a unique shita that's specific to a shivcha. It doesn't seem to apply to any other case. Every other case, we assume, naturally, that there is a low clue. So I would think that you do have a problem of bishalakum. So how do you get around the problem of bishalakum? So, okay, you, the guy could turn around. I would think any, there's enough of a shah that anything you could find a shita in Polskim that's makel about, let him rely on it. There's a makhluk in Polskim whether cooking in a microwave is subject to bishalakum. Okay, so for him, definitely not. That was the machlokas between the two Dunkin' Donuts. The first two kosher Dunkin' Donuts were the one in Lawrence and the one in, uh, I think, Elizabeth, New Jersey, I think, were the first two uh, kosher Dunkin' Donuts. And there's was a the machlokas between, I guess, Rabbi Taitz and uh, the Five Towns Vat about whether they were, the Goyim were allowed to cook the eggs in the microwave. Uh, there was a violation of uh, now it's all pre-cooked uh, it's like you know if you ever see kids have like their toy kitchens with the Toy eggs that's what you get when you order an egg and nugget It anyway so like it's uh you know it's not it's not right it's rubber it's not Allah it's a lot of things but uh, but if you could find any 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 sort of you know you could be maybe a little more liberal with your definition of Allah maybe if she cooks salmon and you argue that salmon is something that people eat raw all the time because of uh, sushi you know that kind of thing maybe a little more liberal in your definition of Allah but not to make things out of thin air uh, there's a rabbi that gives shkacha uh, to vegan restaurants and he was interviewed uh, recently by David Lichtenstein on his uh, podcast and he starts saying uh, all of his shito. so I get, I get shyless about this hashkacha all the time it's hashkacha in vegan restaurants in the city and they, everyone always comes with the same svara. what could be bad it's a vegan restaurant there's nothing going on there anyway so you listen to the interview and you find out everything that could be bad because <laughs> the rabbi himself says yeah there's stam yenam in the restaurant but the, the, the people in the kitchen tell me they don't use it they just leave that by the bar I mean, that's horrible. Um, yeah, they, they check for bugs very well because the vegans care about the bugs also. Um, uh, uh, potatoes and rice aren't really subject to bish because they're not ol al shulchan So that's not really a thing. Like, there's no such... That's not something you can rely on. The potato, the potatoes and rice? What are you talking about? Potatoes and rice and Maybe if you make them in a certain way, okay, so you rely on such cheetos. But absolutely, potatoes and rice are ol al shulchan malakum. Certainly, if they're being made in a fancy vegan restaurant. Um, you know, he also mentioned uh, no one. I, I'm very machmir that no mashkiach will ever walk into the restaurant on Shabbos, so we have no idea what's going on there in Shabbos. <laughs> I mean. Uh, it, because it's sign for my mashkiach to walk in there and chat as the restaurant's actually uh, Crazy. Everything about the, the whole interview is crazy. But the but the, 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 you have to find shitos that actually exist and that are actually somewhat reasonable even if you weren't necessarily passing them like them in a little kind of way. So that's, that's a much uh, much tougher situation. And I think he also needs to start questioning if he can't trust her about the bishalakum and whether she's turning off the flames. Can he really trust her about... Um, can you really trust her about kashrus? Which is going to be perhaps a, uh, a bigger issue for that fellow. Okay, have a wonderful Shabbos, everybody. What? Yeah. Huh? Oh, with the. Uh, I asked notes? Rebbe that question a year and a half. Did you? I I was that guy. And you were the only one that noticed. Okay, so. Uh, and Rebbe, and, and Rebbe didn't I didn't answer. Right? <laughs> I, so Remoshan's true, though. If you miss one bracha, everything else is a bracha natal. Yeah, so it's just so a so bracha saying, so, so you're stopping him? I know, but it's not like, not like, you're not doing it by him, like, going, like, I don't know. The Moshe holds, if a, you're in the middle of a bracha, you yeah. can't. If you're between brachas, you can't.
1: Um, like sax
0: had the best idea. Sax said, walk over to the chazan and point at the chon. You're not know, allowed to be mafzik bedibur. So, Some chareiv passings, like Rabbein Nyonin and Brachos, Rabbein Nyonin and Brachos holds that that walking is not a hefzik mm-hmm. in Yeshua Nesray. So walk over and point out. Two uh, brachos later, he'll go back. Mm-hmm. What happened to me? He skipped the entire pages, said like four or five brachos, <laughs> and no one noticed. <laughs> no one noticed <laughs> five brachos. The, the rabbi was there. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. He was learning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Today I was, I have a